This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. Before I get to this week's episode, and because I know many of you have investing on the mind to start this new year, I want I, I talk to the powers that be here at Zacks in order to set up a special two-week promotion of the value investor portfolio. Now, this is the portfolio that I manage in addition to hosting this podcast, and it's a weekly newsletter service. It's a long-term portfolio where uh, we hold positions for years usually, as long as the fundamentals warrant it, of course, and it has between 20 to 25 stocks. Um, But because things are so hot right now, it has 28 positions in there. I haven't found any reason to sell some of our older positions because the economy is doing quite well and everything's looking good. So now um, in this special podcast deal that I've arranged, you can go check out all of these stock positions in this portfolio, plus my weekly market update commentary. And you'll get all of our other long-term investor portfolios along with it. You can check out all of these for 30 days, and it's just a dollar. So I encourage everybody who's interested to go to zacks.com. It's Z-A-C-K-S dot com slash value. So zacks.com slash value. It's a special page I had set up for everyone who's listening to the podcast to get this deal. It's a 30-day trial for just a dollar. And the other long-term investor portfolios that you'll get are um, the Home Run Investor, which is the growth companion to the value investor. Um, Of course, right now I'm kind of jealous of that one because what's happening with the growth stocks, it's doing really well over there. Um, Then you have ETF Investor, which is obviously ETFs, and I know a lot of you are interested in that, including myself. And it has the Income Investor, which does focus on dividends. Those don't get much love right now, but uh, they may in the future, and that's always fun to get the dividends. And then it has this special portfolio called Stocks Under 10. And I know you love them. I love them too. Who doesn't own a stock under $10? We like them. So you can see all of those stock picks as well. So that's a lot of stock picks in all of those portfolios for just a dollar. And in addition to that, because we're value investors, you'll also get a special bonus report that I've written, and it's called Invest Like Warren Buffett. And that one has five value stocks that Buffett might target today if he was once again 40 years old. Um, He's talked in the past about wishing he could be 40 again during these stock market booms. Um, I think because that, that basically says like he has a lot of time to get in on some of these deals and to ride these uh, booming waves. And also Berkshire was smaller and more nimble then. Um, But these are stocks that, you know, a younger Warren Buffett maybe would have gotten into following his type of investment philosophy, of course. And um, you can get all of this, the, the special report, plus all the portfolios, for just the dollar for the 30-day trial. And remember to go to zax.com slash value to get the special podcast deal and to check out all those stocks. And now onto this episode, which was inspired by Buffett as I was looking at that Invest Like Warren Buffett report and um, thinking about what he would buy. And I thought about looking at him and other great value investor legends like John Templeton. Um, What makes them legends is really what 
they have done in the investments that they put in when no one else was also getting into those areas. So what makes Buffett a legend isn't his Apple investment, which he just got in, that, you know, this is a company that has been around for 30 years. Everyone knows that story. That's not what makes him an investing legend. It's his other earlier lesser known investments that paid off big. So he's really known um, for his investment in insurance companies, especially insurance giant Geico. So when Buffett was just 21 years old, he was a student and he heard about Geico and he was all intrigued by it. He took a train down to Washington DC from school and showed up on a Saturday at the company's headquarters. And he managed to talk to one of the top executives who was there that day and talk his way in there. And they ended up having a several hour conversation. And um, of course, Buffett was like picking his brain about like what was going on at the company. And he was so excited that that next Monday when the stock market opened, he took his uh, cash hoard at the time, which was $20,000, which was a lot of money back then, and he put 13,000 of it into the Geico shares. Now he did sell not that long after, after making quite a bit of money um, to buy other value stocks and other things with it, but he ended up buying more of Geico in the 1970s, and then Berkshire bought the whole thing in 1995. So they now own that company. And remember, this is just a car insurance company. Um, they do the auto insurance. There's nothing super glamorous about it. And at the time he was buying it originally when he was just a student, there was these more exciting companies like IBM, which was the new computer growth company at the time. Um, everybody was getting into those, but yet he was buying this rather boring car insurance company. And it turned out to be one of the best investments of his career. Then there's John Templeton. And I, um, you might not be as familiar with John Templeton, but you should be. He founded Templeton Investments. He died in 2008 at the age of 95. So he lived through a lot of markets and um, did a lot of really interesting value investing. So um, his philosophy was always to look for cheap stocks and he bought at times of big pessimism. So you'll see a lot of quotes from him about buying when others aren't or selling to people when the other people want to buy from you. That's one of his fa uh, famous quotes. But another one that I saw when I was getting ready for this podcast was this quote, which he said, if you want to have a better performance in the crowd, you must do things differently from the crowd. And that seems like just basic advice, like, duh, of course, that's what you need to do. But it's really hard to do that. It's really hard not to follow the crowd, say, into those FANG stocks right now. And I'm not saying the FANG stocks aren't good um, investments. I own them too. But it's easy to go into these things that everyone else is in. So Templeton started his investing firm in 1937, which was a second recession or like a continuation of the Great Depression, essentially. We had the Great Depression and then there was a rebound, but there was another downturn in the late 1930s. So that wasn't an, a great opportune time, but he saw opportunities in this. And at the start of World War II, just a couple years later, um, stocks got hammered down and he bought 100 shares of every stock trading under a dollar. So there were 104 stocks at the time and some of them were not going to make it, but he didn't know which ones. 
And so he just went all in a little over $10,000. And four years later, that portfolio was worth, and he sold it at $40,000. So he quadrupled his money in four years. And again, out of the 104 stocks, there were over a dozen that ended up going bankrupt. So not everyone was a winner, but he bought um, in the darkest times. Then in the 1960s, as he was looking around for investment opportunities, he found Japan and he found when he did his research there that some companies in Japan were selling at two to three times earnings. Think about that for a minute, two times earnings. So he bought as many as he could. And by 1970, 60% of his portfolio was in Japanese stocks. That would have been unheard of, but he went to where the opportunities were where no one else was. So both Templeton and Buffett looked for low PE stocks with growth. You want obviously to have that growth component that helps and all of their businesses are usually under the radar. And this is classic value investing, but it's worth asking in today's world with everything connected um, by the internet and um, information moving at lightning speeds across Twitter and stock twits and Facebook, uh, can there be any hidden gems like this out there? Can there be a Geico of today or Japanese stocks of today? But haven't all the deals just basically already been discovered? And I would argue that that's not true. Um, and I would argue that because I see it every day in a lot of the stocks that I follow um, that aren't followed by very many people, yet the fundamentals are really strong. So a good example of this is something that just happened last week on CNBC. So to start 2018, they had the CEO on whose company had just reported earnings. So we're not really in earnings season yet, so not much is going on. So if you did report at the start of 2018, you kind of had the spotlight all to yourself. So they had the CEO on, and it turns out he was the CEO of a company called RPM International. Now, you probably haven't heard of RPM International, and not many people have. So the anchor on CNBC just said to him, tell us what you do. Like, I don't know what you do. Just tell us. And that might seem odd, um, but it is true RPM International is not a household name. So I went and looked up some of the information about it to see what exactly it is they did. Now, the CEO did describe that they did, they're a paint and coatings company. They do sealants. Um, and the specialty chemicals. So if you are sealing your roof, for instance, they make that product. Uh, but the sales have really skyrocketed. So this is one of those uh, good American success stories where they've just growing the business along with the U.S. economy and the global economy. So they had a stat on their website that said from 1971 to 2002, so a little over 30 years there, Sales rose from 11 million to 2 billion. A thousand dollar investment in the stock in 1971 was worth $100,000 by 2002. Well, that's that's not shabby there for a company nobody's heard of. It now has 139 manufacturing facilities in 27 countries. And now for fiscal 2017, sales were 5 billion and it has raised its dividend 44 consecutive years. Think about that. This is a dividend aristocrat, and that's the name they give companies that consistently raise 
They raised during the Great Recession, even when everybody else thought the world was coming to an end. They've raised during all the other recessions, everything going on geopolitically around the world. For the last 44 years, they've been raising that dividend. So this is all pretty impressive by this company that nobody has ever heard of before, or very few people. A few people in the know have heard. So... Yeah, I would consider this to be a hidden gem. Uh, now they have a market cap of $6.8 billion. That dividend that's been raised every year for 44 years is now yielding 2.4%, which is pretty nice. Their PE is 18.2, so a little pricier than a straightforward value stock, but uh, not too awful. And they do have the great earnings growth for fiscal 2018, expected to be just about 20 percent. And six estimates are up after those earnings because they did beat. And it's another good quarter. And fiscal 2019 up another 10.7 percent. So even with the Internet bringing the world closer, there's still these hidden gems out there. So I'm going to give you a couple more that are like that because um, I know you want them. And, um, you know, some of these are really interesting, but they're just not well known out there. So the next stock is um, a company called John Bean Technologies and the ticker is JBT. I always want to call it Jim Bean, but it's John. And they have a couple interesting um, businesses. So on one end, they're doing food processing um, for companies, which is like pasteurization, freezing, slicing, peeling. They do all the processes. They make the processes for these um, in the food industry. And then on Aerotech side, they do ground support equipment at airports. So like the, the baggage carts that drive around out on the airport grounds, um, gate equipment like the jetways, that is all John Beam as well. So this one isn't quite as cheap. It's much more of a growth stock. PE is 30 now. Um, the market cap is 3.5 billion, so this is a mid cap. They do pay a dividend, which is just 0.4%, but they are paying something. But you're really paying for the growth here. 2017 earnings growth of just about nine or just about 20%, let's call it. And then 2018, again, expected to do 20%. And that's pretty impressive growth numbers there uh, for this company. Again, the name is John Bean Technologies, JBT. And then switching over to the uh, retail side, uh, of course, got to have a retailer in here. And here's one that you might not have really heard of before. And it's called Oxford Industries, OXM is the ticker. And they own Tommy Bahama, Lily Pulitzer, and Southern Tide brands. And I know you know some of those brands. Tommy and Lily are both really hot right now. Um, it got beat up when all the retail apparel especially was down in the dumps. This has a market cap of just $1.2 billion. Um, but the stock is up big in the last uh month of 2017 and now to start 2018 because everyone realizes things aren't quite as bad on the apparel side as everyone thought. So this one has a PE of 21.6. I wouldn't call it dirt cheap anymore, but I would wait and see if you get a pullback here. But um, it does pay dividend 1.4% and fiscal 2018, 11% earnings growth. Fiscal 2019, 14% earnings growth. So this is one on the apparel side. If you are looking for a hidden gem and you don't want to be in, say, Macy's or Ulta or those those companies that everybody's always talking about, Oxford Industries is similar 
uh, closer to in business to like a PVH or a G3 apparel. So Oxford Industries OXM. And then our fourth company today is Thor Industries. And I know I've talked about the RVs and the um, towables before. I think I might've even covered Thor in the past. I can't help it because they're so cheap. And um, so is Winnebago and all everybody in this industry. But Thor is t ticker T-H-O. And this is Airstream, which is a huge brand on the towable side. So that's hot both with millennials and with um, Gen X. We all want to buy the towables and go out to the national parks with them. Um, the RVs are also strong, mainly for the baby boomers who are retiring, and they want to also drive around the country and, and see everything. So this is a good time to be in this industry. PE is just 16.9, even though the shares are up big. Uh, market cap now is 7.9 billion, so this is closer to a larger cap. It's like a larger mid cap. Dividend of 1%. Fiscal 2018 earnings growth of 28%. Fiscal 2019 of 8.5%. And they are expected to have pretty good impact from the tax cuts here, so they should see some benefits from that. Uh, Thor Industries is in the value investor portfolio, so if you do that, trial and you're checking out the stocks over there, you will find this one in there because um, I can't resist this industry right now. It's just too cheap and uh, too much um, growth is going on there. So Thor Industries, THO. And then our fifth stock is on the energy side. And I've been covering some of these energy stocks now um, basically a couple weeks in a row here. And I'm sure more will will be coming because those earnings are starting to turn around. So while some of them may appear expensive by a PE ratio, a way with that, those earnings uh, being driven higher quite sharply as crude is definitely over $60 now. Um, so things are really looking up in 2018 for a lot of the energy side. This company is in oil field services and it's RPC Incorporated. The ticker is actually R-E-S, so don't get confused, R-P-C, ticker R-E-S, but um, they do pumping to the EMPs, drilling and well services. It's mostly on the oil side. In 2016, 70% of their revenues was on oil drilling, just 30% for the natural gas. Uh, most of it's onshore. I think they only had like 1% of revenue offshore, but look at the turnaround in earnings. They lost 66 cents in 2016. They're expected to make 81%, or 81 cents in 2017. That's 222% growth. And then 28, the story still looking really good. Nearly 100% earnings growth again. Have those estimates. Uh, it reports at the end of January. So this is one you're gonna wanna watch. It has the peg ratio of just 0.9 because it's got that strong um, earnings growth and the PE is just 16.5. You're gonna get a dividend with this one too, just 1.1%, but it's a little unusual for some of the energy companies to pay a dividend of these uh, smaller to mid cap companies, but this one has a market cap of 5.2 billion. Um, so you're gonna get that dividend of 1.1%. So RPC Inc. and the ticker is RES. Now remember, as I always say, always do your homework on these companies because that's what Buffett and Templeton always did. You know, they were always had to go actually order the annual reports from the companies themselves. Like there's those stories that Buffett used to keep them in his garage, stacks of them in his garage. Now we can get all that information just with a touch 
of uh, a finger, basically even on your phone, you can order up financial reports for all these companies, but you still may need to dig in a little deeper on conference calls or any other information, especially if you're dealing with foreign companies as Templeton did, you know, he would read the news. You're probably gonna have to read the news too on some of those, but a lot of these areas are just not well known and most investors aren't paying attention to the stories on these types of companies that are hidden gems now out there. So these opportunities to invest like a Templeton or Buffett still exist out there and we're gonna find them. And of course, um, if you want that bonus Buffett report that I talked about earlier, be sure to check out the special podcast deal. It's just a dollar for a 30 day trial of the value investor and all of the other investor collection portfolios. So you're getting all those stock picks to start the year. I know you love them. Um, I do too, love seeing those stock picks. And as always, you should be subscribing on iTunes or on SoundCloud to get the value investor every week because I do bring you those stock picks every week. And right now I am finding some value stocks and of course some of these hidden gem, gem types of stocks. Um, and all of them should be interesting going forward here in 2018. So let me recap the tickers again in this week's episode. We had RPM International, which is RPM. We had John Bean Technologies, JBT, Oxford Industries, OXM, Thor Industries, THO, and RPC, which is ticker RES. So don't confuse that one. Um, in the energy side. So I'll be back again next week with more stock picks and I'll see you then.